Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Monday, October 16th, with your host, me, Ray, and that good-looking guy in the fancy t-shirt, Zach. How are you today, uh, Zach? I'm doing great, Pops. Happy Monday. Let's kick things off, Dad. The latest data on the auto loan crisis continues to worsen, man. I'm like... Every single week we look at data and information like this, and it still strikes yeah. me each time as being pretty freaking crazy. We have that auto loan performance updates from Cox Automotive. The first thing I want to focus on here, Dad, auto loan performance was mixed in September as delinquencies increased, but defaults declined. So let's kick things off with this, folks. Auto loan delinquencies are when you stop paying a car loan. Auto loan yes. defaults are when the bank has pretty much given up on you ever paying your car loan. That's my understanding of the dis distinction between delinquencies and defaults. So banks likely, as we start to get into the data here, are, are extending some grace to people to try and help them figure out a way to pay for their auto loans. But what you want to look at here, Dad, is this. auto. Uh, excuse me, the loans delinquent for 60 days or more increased for the fifth month in a row and we're up 13.3% from a year ago in September. 1.89% of auto loans were severely delinquent. That was up from August 1.85% rate and was the highest September rate dating back to at least 2006. 7.38% of subprime loans were severely delinquent. That was an increase from last month, where 7.17% were. And it is the highest since 2000. And six. What are you trying? To, what are you trying to suggest there, handsome? I'm trying to suggest that evidently, evidently, people have yeah. stopped paying their auto loans at the highest rates we've ever seen. Yet default rates. So banks are saying that they've given up on the loan. That has, is not mapped in the same way to delinquency. So banks are likely trying to find ways to keep people current even though they're not paying like the numbers might actually not be as bad as the banks are reporting is what's going through okay go for it no it is the fact that there are not enough repossessors out there okay so yes you have more people that are delinquent and the reason they haven't gone to default status yet is because there are so many people that whose vehicles need to be repossessed and not enough people who actually do the repossessing. So once they can catch up, those numbers are truly going to spike. It's not because banks are trying to be generous and to work with their customers who have already shown a proclivity to not want to pay. Proclivity, I like that. Yeah, it is. It is merely the fact that the banks can't hire enough people to actually go out and repossess the vehicles. That's the issue. And and once they do, if they ever do, um, then yeah, those numbers are going to be even worse than what you suspect. We have seen articles throughout the year of different finance companies offering. Truly, like mind-boggling incentives to go yes. repossess vehicles, like five hundred dollars per car incentives, which seems like an awful lot of money on a per vehicle basis to pay just to get something repossessed. Extra, extra, not oh yeah, that's the bonus. Yeah, yeah it's a five hundred dollar bonus above and beyond what the normal repossession fee is that that the that they're being charged. 
Um, and the reason the banks are willing to pay that 500 bucks is because they want to get to the top of the line um, so that they can get their vehicles back sooner rather than later. So they can get their collateral and turn around and sell it and try and recoup some of their loss. That yes. The subprime delinquency rate is just mind-boggling, man. So again, all auto loans, 1.89% of them are severely delinquent. Yes. But for subprime debt, 7.38%. That's that's four times as delinquent for, for those that have subprime credit. Oh, but you, but they knew that going in. I mean, the, the, the lenders knew that going in. There's there's a reason these are subprime borrowers. Um, and and my suspicion, and this is merely a suspicion, is that these lenders have have jacked up the interest rates enough so that the uh I don't know 92% of subprime borrowers that are paying on time the amount of interest they're collecting on those loans far outweighs the loss of interest that they're not collecting on the 7.38%. Just a little bit of that because we also see earnings from CarMax, for example. We didn't really talk about CarMax's earnings on this channel too much because they were pretty, pretty boring. Like their business is slowing down. Their auto loan uh, uh, delinquencies are also going up. Their loan loss provision. It's like all kind of the same story. But that's a good example, Dad, of, you know, they knew they obviously uh, the interest rate is a, a, um, uh, a reflection of how likely you are to actually come full term on a loan. But we are seeing loan loss provisions at CarMax, at Credit Acceptance Corporation, sure. at Santander, at Ally, all of them increasing their loan loss provisions, which is an indication that it actually might be that 7.38% is too high. They had expected or their modeling had said maybe it gets to 6%, 6.5%, not 7.38%. And again, this is the highest Cox Automotive has ever seen. Their data goes back to 2006. That's pre-Great Recession. This is not hyperbolic to say it is an auto loan crisis and a credit crunch that is looming. We have never seen delinquency levels quite like we are right now. And it is impacting, as you've always said, those who can afford to spend the least or get taken advantage of the least are those that are getting taken advantage of or in, in, in the worst, worse off uh, economic position right now. They're fall- they already have poor credit, mm-hmm. perceived to have poor credit, and now they're falling behind on auto loans. They're going delinquent. I guess the silver lining here is because the banks can't get enough repo men and women out there, they can keep driving that thing for another couple of weeks before it comes, you know, before the repo man shows up. Like maybe that's the silver lining here. I, you know, I, I don't know that there's a silver lining. I, you know, I, I understand and appreciate that there's a, a looming crisis um, that if, if the perfect storm exists, that we can see more repossessions in the near term than what anybody had had, had the right to expect. Um, but I also understand that there's enough profit in most of these situations to offset these losses. Yeah, would Credit Acceptance Corporation prefer to only have 6% non-performing loans on their subprime books? Yeah, I'm sure they would. Um, you know, have they set aside enough money so that it's 7.38% or 7.5% um, that, that they can get by? M- my guess is they probably have. Um, you know, this is this is not the first time that we have seen um, higher interest rates 
might be in your lifetime, yeah, certainly not in mine. Um, certainly not the first time we've, we have been hit with inflation. We have survived this in the past. The industry has and banks have. And, and my suspicion is that they will in the future. Um, but it, it is those data points are interesting and oftentimes point us to a a slightly bigger problem than what we thought existed because if it's this way with auto loans at the moment and the and the delinquency rates are higher just a suspicion if we look at say credit card debt that the amount of people that are falling behind in their credit card payments is probably higher than what it's been in quite some time um Highest ever, though. I think that's where auto is fairly unique right now. Well, it's it's hard to say highest. It's hard to say highest ever. It's all we're saying is just the highest ever since Cox started keeping track of it. You know, seventeen years ago. Uh, I I guarantee you, in the eighties, when when normal interest rates for cars and mortgages were sixteen, seventeen, eighteen percent. You know, my guess is more people were going delinquent then than now. Um, so sure. it's just it, it's it, it's you know we lived with with interest rates at historically low levels for a decade. That as these interest rates return to more normalized levels. Um, you know, people don't quite know how to handle it. Of course, we've seen a tremendous amount of uh, inflation. And so when you combine these higher interest rates with the inflation, it it makes it harder and harder for people to be able to afford things. So, so that, that, that's my take. I, once again, you know, more than likely I'm wrong. <laughs> Let me show you a few other data points and then we'll switch gears to another topic. Okay. The subprime severe delinquency rate was 72 basis points. The cool kids call those BIPs. So nearly yeah. 1%, 0.72% higher than a year ago, while the aggregate was only 16 BIPs higher. So again, there's that four times higher uh, uh, velocity and delinquency mm-hmm. for subprime versus all auto loans. Again, the storyline being the haves and have-nots. The have-nots are being more impacted than the haves. Hate to frame it that way, but that's what the data is showing. The delinquency rate has been high all year, but has not been leading to similarly high level of defaults. And defaults declined in September after increasing in August. Defaults of auto loans declined by 9.8% in total in September from August, but were up 31.7% from a year ago. Defaults on subprime auto loans declined by 11%, but were up 18% from a year ago. This is where I get a little a little confused because I guess you're right, Dad. I, you must be right. Defaults, just to be very clear, defaults, my understanding, and someone correct me in the comments, the chat, you can email me, Zach at CarEdge.com after the show. My understanding is that delinquency is when I stop paying my auto loan. My it's understanding when is you that fall default, behind. That's when you fall behind. You fall behind. Yep. behind. Yes. Default is when the bank says we're throwing in the towel here. Yeah. Like we're not going to get any payments from this person. We, so we've what seen the data enough. is Yeah, we've seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> so what the data is saying is that delinquency, people who have stopped paying their auto loans, falling behind on their auto loans, is up significantly, which I guess would be a leading indicator for defaults. However, the data is showing us that defaults have actually gone down month over month, but are up 33% year over year. So they're still up. 
maybe there's a little bit of what you were talking about, not enough repossessor, repossessors out there exactly. to be able to pick up those vehicles, which is a really strange dynamic in the market. Again, like maybe everyone who thinks they're going to get repoed has an extra two or three weeks here because there's just such a backlog in actually repossessing all the vehicles. Wild it, to say that. It, 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 it could be an extra month or two. Um, you know, uh, uh, repossession companies are inundated with requests to go out and repossess vehicles. You can only repossess X number in a day, um, yeah. you know, and if, and if the, the requests are four and five times what you can do in a day and it, and every day it's for, it's just, it exacerbates the situation. So it's going to take longer to catch up. Um, I, I think eventually the defaults will catch up and they will spike as um, either more people realize this could be a business to go into, although it's not the safest business in the world. Um, this could be a business to go into or uh, some of these repossession companies can hire more more drivers yeah. to do what needs to be done. It's, it, you know, it's, don't worry. The people, the people that are severely delinquent um, whose vehicles haven't been repossessed yet, they will be. Okay, it's not, and 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 right now it's not it's not anywhere near a question of the banks are trying to work with these people. It's the banks don't have enough people to go out and repossess and pick up the vehicles, but they'll work through it, and those vehicles will all end up repossessed. The ones that are supposed to be repossessed will end up repossessed. A few final thoughts on this topic, and then we will switch gears. We've got here, Dad, from Mark saying, are there any financial people you can bring on to show from these or other organizations to talk about this? And Igor saying, my buddy who owns a recovery business has now stopped repoing planes and boats and can barely keep up on repoing cars. I'm going to do a quick forward promote. Yeah. My dad has a brand new podcast, just my dad. It's called Auto Insiders with Ray Shevska. It'll be out uh, in a couple of weeks here, in about two weeks. On that show, we should absolutely get someone who owns a repo agency. Without a doubt, we should also obviously get someone from like Experian or one of these big credit bureaus, and you should interview them about what they're seeing and what they're experiencing in the market. That is the whole purpose of the show, Auto Insiders, with my dad, Ray Shevska, is to get experts in the field, and you guys have a conversation about what's going on, share stories and things like that. I'm just planting a seed. We need to get a repo agency owner on with you sooner rather than later. I will I will mention that to my dear compatriot, Justice, who is helping me piece all this together. I'm proud of you, man. You're running a show by yourself with Justice. You and Justice are a dynamic duo. It makes me so happy. Wow. I absolutely love seeing yeah, that. Yeah, they, they, it's a Justice Double D and Ray Double D, the dynamic duo, yes. <laughs> what does Double D stand for? Dynamic right, duo! Dynamic duo, I love it. Let's switch. We've got some pretty ominous news coming out from Ford. And it took a lot of self-restraint to not lead with this this morning. I talk a lot about Ford. So looking for a little bit of kudos in the chat here because we could have gone with Ford crisis. Before we turn our attention there, though, uh, uh, the banner at the bottom of the screen, caredge.com slash careers. We are hiring for five different positions right now. So if you want to join our team, please go check that out, caredge.com slash careers. If you know anyone, who's really talented and might want to join our team, check that out. The Ford story, Dad. Ford mm -hmm. yes. has intentionally idled their Michigan plant that builds the F-150 Lightning. Ford, citing multiple constraints such as supply chain issues, will temporarily cut one of three shifts 
at a factory that builds the F-150 Lightning pickup and added the move is unrelated to the UAW strike. We have over on Jalopnik, Dad, the headline there reading, Ford F-150 Lightning sales have, quote, tanked, says a memo, plus strikes could cost Ford and GM more than $500 million and another 1,250 workers are furloughed <laughs> as the industry industrial action continues. What did you make of this F-150 Lightning news, Dad, intentionally stopping production of their supposedly super popular electric pickup? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the world's most popular uh, electric pickup, you know, the one that had 200,000 orders, like uh, 10 minutes after they they um, made the orders order bank available. Um, what I make of it is there's a lot of hype and, 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 and the hype doesn't match the reality. And the reality is, is, yes, that might be this country's best selling electric pickup truck. That doesn't mean just because it's the best selling that it's selling in in large enough quantities that Ford wants to keep producing as many of them as they can. So, yes, we're using the supply constraints as an excuse to cut back on production as opposed to, I don't know, perhaps telling the truth, which is the stuff's not selling. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that what I what I make of it is is everybody ballyhooed the 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 transition to EV, and every time a major player said we're coming out with this and we're coming out with that, and the next thing you know, there were like thirty four million orders for each one of these things, <laughs> you know, but 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 there were only thirty four hundred buyers, uh, you know that. That's the reality of the situation. They hyped all this stuff up, and 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 the stuff's not living up to the hype. So what do you do when that happens? You cut back production and you move it to your gas-powered vehicles, um, which is, I'm sure, what we're going to see. And they'll produce more of the ICE uh, trucks than they will the uh, EVs, which in well, today's world... Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and and I was yeah. say, and they can actually make money doing that. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so so small insight here. So this was a UAW memo that was yes. shared by the Wall Street Journal. Reveals that Ford could cut a shift at the plant. So they've already made that decision. That builds the F one hundred and fifty, the electric all all electric F one hundred and fifty. As quote sales for the Lightning have tanked. The memo was shared by a UAW official in response to Ford's announcement that it would cut a shift from its Lightning facility, affecting 700 jobs on the site. Again, supposedly unrelated to the UAW strike, and it is theoretically unrelated to the UAW strike because the workers aren't leaving. It's Ford saying, "Hey, we're turning off the plant." A Ford spokeswoman uh, declined to comment on the possibility of eliminating a shift at the facility on a longer-term basis, and said there were some shorter-term schedule changes as it works through supply chain disruptions and quality checks. I, be I believe the quality checks one. I believe that one. I don't believe the supply chain one. Yeah. The company yeah. plans to temporarily cut one shift due to these constraints. The spokeswoman said the shift change takes effect to Monday and affects about 700 jobs. It isn't related to the UAW strike. So again, the UAW leaking a memo saying that this is actually just because F-150 Lightning sales have tanked. Ford saying no, it's because of quality control and supply chain issues. Really took a lot of self restraint to not lead with that today. Dad. Yeah, really and did. and the quality control issues might be the factor that as to why uh, the sales have tanked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you know, and I know everybody gets on me because they go, well, Ray, all you ever do is bash. You, you, all you ever do is bash Ford. I, I, yeah, I guess. Cause it's so easy. Um, and then everybody <laughs> says, you know, and then Ray doesn't like Tesla. He's always bashing Tesla. Um, yeah, I guess. Cause it's so easy. Cause I drove one and, and I saw the quality of it and I was, I was, I've said it before. I will say it again. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with the technology and with the software. I was, I was amazed at that aspect of it. I was thoroughly unimpressed at the quality and the ride and the noise and the rattles um, from such a vehicle. The, and, and, and and I and it's probably more than likely the best EV in the marketplace today. More than likely. So there, I've said it. I, I'm not. I'm not always bashing Tesla. We're we're going to do a quick experiment here to look at uh, day supply of Ford F-150 Lightnings. We'll do that in just a moment. I do want to mention, we haven't talked about it on the show in a little bit, caredge.com slash Ford. Yes. So while we do talk a lot about this brand with regards to some of the challenges they face, we actually have a, a trusted dealer in the Car Edge network. So if you are interested, if you're in the market to buy one of these F-150 Lightnings, Super Duty, whatever the heck it is, an Edge, uh, an Escape, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. We have a dealer that we've partnered with. We have all we do all the negotiating for you in terms of making sure that the prices are fair. We get the car delivered to your door. No add-on fees, no BS. Like if you're going to buy a Ford, please go to caredge.com slash Ford and go ahead and find a vehicle you're interested in, or just call us. Go to our website and just give us a call. Tell us you're interested in buying a Ford. We have a dealer partner there to be able to assist with that. That being said, Dad. Yes. Here we are. We're in Orlando, Florida. 2023 Ford F-150 Lightning Platinum. Top trim level. It is a $92,990 truck. What do you think the day's supply in Orlando, Florida? For those, um, I'm going to guess uh, about 380 That is a very... Good guess. 298 days supply of F-150 Lightnings down in Orlando. I get a lot of crap for always picking on Miami. So there you go. In Orlando, there are 86 of these within 100 miles of Orlando for sale. Only 13 have sold in the last 45 days. Let's try another locale, Dad. We were in if, Orlando. If that, yeah. if that were me and I was running a Ford plant, I'd, I'd be idling a shift too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pops, we're here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Let's find one of the Platinums. Yeah, just a really great $92,000. Holy cow, our fair price is over this. So this dealer is actually like aggressively discounting from current MSRP. That's what that discrepancy indicates. Oh, whoa, 338 days supply in Scottsdale, Arizona. Give me one more locale, Pops, and we'll run it. You know the interesting thing about Scottsdale, Arizona? Go for it, and 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 so you're doing it probably with what within a hundred mile radius. Yes. So, if I'm not mistaken, that well, I know I'm not mistaken. That would include Phoenix. That that would include the whole Phoenix metro area, yep. which is the fourth or fifth largest metro area in the country. Yep. Okay. Um. Which which shows 
and and there's you know having lived there there's a lot of damn trucks out there i i you know there there's if you can't sell those vehicles in that market you have either built the wrong trim level or you have priced them way too high or or in this case it could be a combination of the two um but but that's an area where trucks are popular um and yet they can't sell them they can't sell those trucks and and if i may the phoenix metro area uh, because of their dearth of real public transportation out there is one of the best automotive markets in the country and typically some of the largest dealers in the country are in the Phoenix metro area. Uh, one of the largest Chevy dealerships was in the Phoenix metro. One of the largest Ford dealerships was in the Phoenix metro area. If you can't be selling this stuff there, you can't be selling this stuff anywhere. You're really right. Another good example would be like Las Vegas. We should look there in just a moment. We had one of our community members ask about Southern Texas. This is McAllen, Texas. I haven't looked yet. 176 days supply down in McAllen, Texas. Uh, you know, full-size pickup truck country down there. Let's run another yes. one. Someone said Boise, Idaho. That's going to be Yeah, that's, that would be truck country, I would think. 83701. Let me try this. 83701. <laughs> Again, we're looking at the platinum, so we're looking at the most expensive ones here. Let me find a platinum. Let me find a platinum. Well, maybe there's no platinums in Boise. Maybe maybe they can sell trucks in Boise because there's no platinums. And now all it took was going to page two, Pop. So I like this beige platinum. Yeah. And let's see here. 225 day supply. Yeah, Ford's got an issue, man. Um, yeah. And again, but, yeah, but did you go back to that, go back to that screen for one second? Yeah. Okay. There was only five available for sale. Okay. And there's only one that has sold in the last 45 days. You know, there's a market where there's not a lot of them. And, and yet it's like a, a boat anchor. If you're, if you're one of those four dealers that actually has one of those five. You know, the likelihood of finding a buyer, you know, the likelihood of finding that buyer is pretty remote. Pretty remote. There's no chance, man. <laughs> no chance. There's absolutely yeah. no chance. Um, also, I must uh, must confess, I put the wrong link earlier. It's caredge.com slash buy slash Ford. Caredge.com slash Ford takes you to our cost of ownership to own a Ford uh -huh. vehicle, which is very good data. And everyone should go ahead and look at both of those. But again, we have a dealer partner. It is caredge.com slash buy slash Ford. Do not overpay for a new Ford. If you are in the market, you're going to buy one. Do not overpay. Let us do it for you. Caredge.com slash buy slash Ford. Go for it. Uh, so apparently we're the great slashers in America. Uh, the more you slash, the more you save. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> hey, man, we convinced the car dealer group that if they partnered with us, we could help them sell more cars at fair prices. And it wouldn't cost them as much to do it because they don't have to pay for a lead from cars, car gurus. Right? It's like, again, yes, caredge.com slash forward, excuse me, slash by slash. 
Ford from Taker610. Appreciate the contribution. Trouble Thank for you. Ford is they didn't build an EV that was better than what they were already selling. The Lightning is less convenient to own. I think that's a super fair point. There was a lot. They were, they were, got to give Ford credit. Farley has been fast to move. He was fast to move at getting that F 150 Lightning. It's been out way in advance of a comparable Ram mm-hmm. electric pickup truck and a comparable Chevy electric pickup truck. So kudos to them for doing that. Now they're sitting, and that's yes. an issue. Well, if, and, and I agree with them. If it, if it's not as practical as the gas or diesel-powered ones, why would you buy it? You know, just so you can say, well, I got one of the first ones. I'm not in on that. Not me. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll wait till agree. they're perfected. Mark saying, I'm looking for a used F-150. I should mention. The dealer group that we're working with, new and used. All right, so forgive me. It's new and used. They've got all the certified ones. So again, we do a lot on this channel talking about Ford for various reasons, but we can actually help you out. Um, so go ahead and give us a call or head to the website. Let's just call it a show for, for today, Pops, with those two topics. We really, I think, did a good job today staying focused on two really big stories. The auto loan delinquency crisis, the haves and have nots, the latest data, just paints a really scary portrait of what's going on and what will continue to go on. And what's happening at Ford, we didn't even talk about the UAW component of this. They're in trouble. I know I say it every show, but every single week, we build a stronger and stronger case for why Ford's business is not nearly as strong as their competitors. And the latest data here demonstrating live, we didn't premeditate any of this. We just lit it live, just shows that their bet on the future that costs them $33,000 every time they sell one of these. They don't make thirty-three grand every time they sell it. They, they lose thirty-three grand. Mm-hmm. They can't even sell them. Really, really, really interesting dynamics in the market right now. And I'm proud of us because we stayed on topic. Um, uh, are, are, are you saying, gee, Dad, thanks, thanks for not veering off somewhere? <laughs> I'm just saying it, was, it felt good. I wasn't here all last yes. week. So I, feel like I come back. felt yes. very natural. That's all I'm saying. Okay. No, we we uh, we did a good job of staying on task today. Um, for those of you who prefer when, uh, well, the poop hits the fan, <laughs> tune back in tomorrow at noon Eastern, nine nine Pacific, uh, eight a.m. in Anchorage or six a.m. in Honolulu, because the likelihood of us going off the rails has increased dramatically since we stayed on the rails today. <laughs> Again, Auto Insiders, a podcast specifically with my dad and insiders in the field coming soon. So stay tuned. We'll be doing an announcement for that within the next couple of weeks. If we can help you on the forward side, obviously check out the website. For everything else, caredge.com. Otherwise, we'll be back when, Pops? Uh, I think tomorrow at noon Eastern. (laughs) Nine specific. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Handsome. Talk to you later.